Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Revive My Heart podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. It's Monday. It's the week before Christmas. In one whole week, we'll be celebrating Christmas, the birth of our Savior. And what a perfect way after a long break from recording um, to just come in and just fill you in on everything that's going on through my heart, through my mind. So let's start off with a quick prayer. Lord, I ask that you speak through me that it's not my words, but your words and that I can just be the vessel ministering to someone that needs this message. Whatever it is that you want to speak through me, let it flow, Lord. And just, I ask that you just fill us all up with your peace and your presence, Lord, as we navigate the end of this year and that we can just truly know that not just because we're ending a year that we have to wait to start something new. I truly know that you led me to church yesterday to hear that exact sermon that my soul longed for and that I can rest knowing that you are in every single place that I go. And just like that, you're in every single place every listener goes. I ask that you just guide me as we finish this year that I don't just let fear keep hindering me because it's never about me. It's always about you. And I just want you to shine through Lord. Amen. Okay, guys, a lot of things going through my head right now. Just yesterday, Sunday, um, whatever the date was, the 17th of December, 2023. This is going to be recorded because it needs to be in the history of these episodes. Um, Yesterday, we went back to church. And I'm not saying the church we used to go to, but church heart is real. And yesterday, after many days of um, procrastinating and not going to church, um, because of church hurt, um, hurt people hurt people. And we all know that. And sometimes people at church unknowingly hurt us and their actions do speak louder than words and they just hinder us and don't, their actions don't line up with what we're seeking at the moment and we become resentful and just quit going. And that's exactly where I was struggling. So um, I stopped going to church altogether, but I never stopped praising the Lord for he is just so good. Um, With that being said, I know that going to church is definitely something we're commanded to do. We are commanded to gather and to praise his name altogether, not just do everything that I've been doing. While, yes, online sermons are amazing, and yes, they can make you feel the Holy Spirit as well. There's just something special about being intimately inside a temple for the Lord. And that was exactly what I was longing for. And it took me a while to accept my friend's invitation to go to this brand new church in the town next over. But everything about yesterday was pure perfection. And not only that, what I truly want to speak about is about letting go of things that are not helping us grow. Letting go of what's not helping us grow. (sighs) I have been very, very addicted to a lot of things that are not serving my growth, that are not serving me in ministry, that are not serving me 
in many areas of my life where I'm supposed to be focusing on, but yet my focus is on something else instead of the Lord. And I've been, truth be told, very, very overwhelmed lately because I haven't been putting God first. I've been putting everything else first before him. And I know my God's a jealous God. He wants our attention and fully. He doesn't want half obedience. He wants a full obedience. And I know a few episodes ago I recorded on this, which as you can tell, that didn't go very well. It was worldly distractions, such as social media um, being the biggest one for me. Social media is an amazing tool. It's an amazing way to reach thousands and hundreds and millions of people, right? We all know that. But social media also makes us compare our journey to others. A lot of the time, like 99% of the time, we're only seeing highlight reels of what we're posting. We're not seeing the gritty, the messy, the trenches someone else is climbing through, right? We're only seeing the pretty per- picture perfect moments that we actually want to share. We're not sharing the times I lost it, you know, with my kids, with my husband, the times that I just got frustrated at work and took it out on an employee. We're not showing you all of that. We're just showing you what we do want to show you. So uh, yesterday was what I said, pretty amazing. Um, Woke up and this is the season I am currently in. I'm in a season of very much stillness and rest. And it has taken me quite some time to grasp that because y'all, I'm a hustler. (laughs) I was literally 18 when I got pregnant with my daughter. And when I became a single mom, there was no option other than to hustle to make ends meet. And I had to hustle because I needed to provide for my daughter. Along came my husband and things started to change. But that doesn't take the away from the fact that I had to hustle to afford the luxurious lifestyle I was craving and just thought very highly of myself that I deserved. I would splurge on things that I don't even know why, but I did. Things that I thought I needed and I just never even needed them to begin with. Um, I made a lot of foolish financial mistakes that I'm still climbing my way out of. Um, There's just so many things that a hustle culture shows us that it's okay to prioritize our jobs instead of our families. And I want to go ahead and tell you that that is not the truth. The truth is God wants his, God wants our complete obedience to him and for us to surrender everything to him so he can make ways when we think there are no ways. We keep wanting to put the world first, but we keep putting God last. And every time I try to do that, I just become overwhelmed, frustrated, angry, anxious, and everything else, right? But in my season of this rest, just having a business that actually provides and that is helping us manage our time better, 
I'm able to go home in the afternoons and just have free time with my family. But yet I'm not having the free time with my family because of these worldly distractions such as social media. And it's not saying that social media is bad. There just has to be a very strict self-discipline when we're endlessly, endlessly scrolling instead of doing what God wants us to do. For me, I know God has called me to do big things. Sometimes they're scary things because huh, I keep saying he told me to write the book, but yet I haven't done so because these distractions seem to outweigh my desire to write the book. But it's not even my desire. If God gave me the vision, he's going to give me every single tool and word to get that book written. But doesn't fear get the best of us? And what I learned yesterday at church was exactly that. We've got to be better than that. We've got to go ahead and with our sword slay those giants the giant i was facing was the fear the giant of fear and of insecurities and imposter syndrome and that's the truth i've been battling hard against those because i don't want to be as bold as i'm supposed to i don't want to be as brave as i'm supposed to i don't want to i don't want to and here i am pouting and pouting like a little child throwing a tantrum because i don't want to do something i'm being told to do but that was the exact message three times yesterday for me i knew deep in my heart that the Lord kept telling me to give up what was distracting me from him. And social media has to go. I have no idea for how long because I do have a business to run and a ministry to grow. But I truly believe that when we lead by example and we let God do what only he can do, bigger things happen without having to worry about whether we're getting this many likes or interactions on our feeds. So this morning I deleted my social media and I said, you know what, Lord, here you go. I'm surrendering this. I know you're giving me this season of rest to be able to cherish my family because I truly am thankful that I have them right now. Tomorrow's never promised. And I don't want to keep going through life putting my kids and my husband last along with God. I want to be able to say I gave God my first 30 minutes of my day and I asked him truly and wholeheartedly to lead the way this day. And that's what today was about. Today was letting him lead, allowing him to give me, if we were going to have a busy day or slow day at work, to use me for his glory. And it is a slow day at work, but you know what? I said instead of scrolling endlessly, which I can't do because the apps are deleted from my phone, I said, let me go record something that might help someone understand that taking social media breaks is totally okay. And I truly, truly was like, God, I don't want to. I want to celebrate my little boy turning 10 this Wednesday and post a big announcement. And I want to be able to go look at everyone's Merry Christmas pictures and post my own. But God's like, does that really matter? Or does intimacy with me matter most? And 
I deleted them because I know what he was telling me to do. And half obedience is still disobedience, friend. <coughs> and that was proof that the enemy will try hard to get you to shut up about Jesus. But after that little wild cough attack, <laughs> um, here I am again. Y'all, just opened up my Bible as I was saying. And truly, someone needs to hear this because this exact everything is what I also read yesterday. We're in John 15, 1. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me and that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me... You can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my disciples. I loved you, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teachings, you will, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remained in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be full and complete and overflowing. This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to lay down his own life for his friends. You are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. I do not call you my servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends. Because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you, so that you would go and bear fruit, and keep on bearing, and that your fruit will remain and be lasting, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. This is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world will love you as its own and would treat you with affection. But you are not of the world. You no longer belong to it. But I have chosen you out of the world, and because of this, the world hates you. Remember, and continue to remember that I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If you if they kept my word, they will keep yours. But they will do all of these things to you for my name's sake, 
for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. Okay, so that was from... That was from John 15. And like I said, friend, we have to just understand that everything that the Lord is doing right now is to get our intimacy and our attention to only him. He is not going to do something hurtful to you. He wants you to be able to grow and depend on him wholeheartedly. So, I truly love that the Lord pointed me to John 15 because it truly it truly is just the Lord speaking right now. Um as we can take note, the pruning stage is hard. The pruning stage as you can tell even with trees in different seasons and our flowers and ourselves. Um Growth is painful. We hardly ever talk about the pain that comes with growth. But exactly as we read, the old must die so the new can be born again. And so with me, what I take from this is exactly that. That if you don't if you don't stay in his presence, you're not going to grow and bear fruit. The word abide, it means to dwell, to take up residence. Allow Jesus to take up residence in your life. So, we are able to cultivate a relationship intimately with the Lord. But we have to be willing to let everything that doesn't service be cut out, cut out from our lives. To me, for me, that means social media has to get cut out because it's a big distraction for me at the moment. I spend my free time scrolling instead of doing big things that are going to help others get to know Jesus more. And that's exactly what I take from these verses. That the old has to be cut off in order for the new to grow and isn't just that the truth we see that in so many situations the old must die what do you need to cut off out of your life so something new can be born maybe like like me it is social media Maybe it's not social media, it's just your other addictions that you're not very proud of and share fondly. Is it Netflix? Is it binge-watching a show? Is it binging on food? There's so many distractions that the enemy sends our way to distract us from the Lord. Jesus is right there ready for us to come to him and give us every single worry so that he can take everything that's bothering us and turn it around for our good. But yet we're too consumed with everything going on around us 
to give Jesus the time that he deserves in our lives. We're breathing because he decided to give us another day on this life. But yet we take that for granted. Many times I've seen so many people dining anywhere and everyone's just on their phone instead of interacting with one another as a family and how that hurts my heart because it paints a picture for me right there. Yesterday is an example of that. We were out eating and next to us was a family of four, two little girls, mom and dad, and everyone just had an electronic in their hand and how that hurt but how God reminded me of how many times he sets a table just for me and I refuse to sit and acknowledge him and take time with him because everything else is too important than spending time with him. And that was my conviction yesterday to give up something that I'm addicted to. And yes, social media is a big addiction for me. And it might be for you too. I don't know. I don't know what the Lord is telling you to give up. But for me, this season is going to require me to unplug and be more present. Because I don't want the memories to fade. And my kids to one day just say, I wish mama would have been more involved instead of just staring in her phone. I don't want my kids to ever feel that my phone is more important than them. And at times I've been very guilty of that. So whatever it is that the Lord's asking you to give up, whether it be sugar, social media, whatever it is that's going on through your head right now that you're feeling convicted of, I ask that you just come to him and give him your addictions. Another addiction of mine that I'm really, really working on is with my finances. And like I said earlier, I did a lot of foolish things in my earlier years of life that I'm still paying the consequences for. But one of those things is exactly that. To just cut up every single card and say, hey, don't wait for a, I might need this later. Cut it up and trust that God will continue to provide. So just in that area, I still am a work in progress because the Lord is good to provide, but we're also called to be faithful stewards of what he gives us. Not what's ours. Nothing's ours. It's what he's given us. And while I'm cutting up all my credit cards so I never use them again and I can pay down the debt that I acquired with my silly self at one time in my life, now is the time to actually say, God, here's my true surrender in my finances and in my addiction to social media. So friend, if you're feeling a tug to let something go, let me remind you that you are not alone. As perfect as this whole season looks through many feeds on social media, nothing is as perfect as coming to him as messy 
brokenhearted and chaotic as we truly are and surrendering it all to him, leaving everything at his feet so that he can take those burdens from our hearts. There's true peace and joy when we just give him everything that's stopping us from being who he called us to be. So I encourage you to go look and read into John 15 and just take note that those branches that are hindering your growth need to be cut off. There's so much beauty waiting to grow. There's so much beauty waiting to grow, but it's up to you to allow yourself to be pruned. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful week. Whenever it is you're listening to this, if it's before Christmas, I want to wish you and yours a merry, merry Christmas. May this be your reminder that nothing has to be perfect. The first Christmas was not perfect at all. It was a simple and ordinary, but it was full of love, peace, and joy. And that's what I truly am praying over you and yours this season. I love you. Jesus loves you more. Bye.